0: I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 18 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free, and why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling And to this moment right now still on the journey and inviting you to join me if it really is true that the glory of god is man or woman fully alive then it would appear that god would want this even more than we do but why why is this important to him Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. As I work on this podcast episode, today marks the first day back to school for all three of my boys. We have some feelings about this in the Aratt household, not the least of which are mine. I can't help it. I've begun the backwards countdown of last first days, and I'm convinced that the numbers just don't add up. My annual first day of school pumpkin chip cookie baking is a tradition that reminds me of home. The story goes that this was the only recipe that my mom knew how to make when she married my dad. And here I am, over 50 years later, making them for my boys in an effort to remind them of home and familiarity and comfort after a day of unknowns and learning curves. One of my sons gave me clear directions on his pumpkin chip cookie expectations this week, lest I forget. I smiled and assured him that this tradition was not a hardship for me. There shall be cookies, my dear. As their aroma fills the house today, smelling of comfort, I realize pumpkin chip cookies have become a lifeline to me. They provide sacred rhythms that make space to sustain me in the midst of my own unknowns and learning curves and big feelings. Their sweet goodness tethers me to familiarity and reminds me that all shall be well. In the midst of podcast prep and cookie baking and posting first day of school pictures on social media, I make space to select the worship songs that I will be leading our congregation in this week. At first, I feel resistant to this undertaking. There is so much else to be done today. My lack of enthusiasm for the task at hand stirs up other questions. I begin to wonder, does it all really matter? We sing these songs week after week after week, but are they changing us? Eventually, I lean into the discipline and begin to click on links to song after song, listening to words about God's goodness following me all my days and the greatness of His mercy and love. Soon I'm singing along, heart cracking open with each stanza. Harmonies blending in with the voices of those leading. What if these rhythms of worship and creating are less about the end result and more about the process? What if they are an invitation to attach, to tether myself to the one who can and will remind me that all will be well? As I return to podcast prep, I'm reminded of a book that two friends recommended just this week Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Harrison Warren. Gratefully, I discovered the ebook available to borrow for free in my library app. I wonder if her thoughts on sacred practices in everyday life might speak to this blossoming awareness I'm experiencing today. Sure enough. Just a couple chapters in, and I read this. A sign hangs on the wall in a new monastic Christian community house. Everyone wants a revolution. No one wants to do the dishes. I was and remain a Christian who longs for a revolution, for things to be made new and whole and beautiful and big ways. But what I'm slowly seeing is that you can't get to the revolution without learning to do the dishes. The kind of spiritual life and disciplines needed to sustain the Christian life are quiet, repetitive, and ordinary. I often want to skip the boring daily stuff to get to the thrill of an edgy faith. But it's in the dailiness of the Christian faith, the making the bed, the doing the dishes, the praying for our enemies, the reading the Bible, the quiet, the small, that God's transformation takes root and grows. I smile at this. If you have ever joined my Facebook community, you've likely heard me talk about making the bed. Uh, I'll include a link to my Facebook community in my show notes if you'd like to join us. Bed-making is the simplest of practices that, truthfully, I neglected for most of my adult life. Why? I guess I just always thought it was of little importance. There were bigger, more meaningful things awaiting me. Or maybe it was just that morning mug of coffee waiting. (laughs) Either way, the repetitiveness of such a task was just plain boring. I resisted it most of my life. In recent years, my tale has changed. Years ago, I decided one month to make my bed every day. And I've been doing it ever since. It's nearly impossible to go a day without it. Is it a life-changing practice? Not really. But I have discovered that it grounds me, centers me, reminds me that life is a series of rhythms, of ordinary pathways toward transformation. Without grasping this concept of being sustained by daily practices... I will remain untethered, always seeking for the big revolutionary thing that will change me, make me whole. This big revolutionary thing is not a thing. It's the person of Jesus Christ. And the only way he will change me is if I remain attached to him, engaging in the lifelines that keep bringing me back to him, reminding me of home. Tish Harrison Warren goes on to write, And every new day, this is the turn my heart must make. I'm living this life, the life right in front of me, this one, where we have to get dinner on the table or the kids' teeth brushed, where we have back pain and boring weeks, where our lives look small, where we doubt, where we wrestle with meaninglessness, where we worry about those we love, where we grieve, where we wait. And on this particular day, Jesus knows me and declares me his own. On this day, he is redeeming the world, advancing his kingdom, calling us to repent and grow, teaching his church to worship, drawing near to us, and making a people all his own. As I'm preparing to record the podcast, I click on one of the songs that I've selected for worship this week. It's called King of Glory by All Sons and Daughters. I really listen to the words this time. I know a place where I can hear you. Your truth is a whisper in the chaos. You restore my soul. I'm yours alone, O King of Glory. And I know that he is restoring me right here in this moment, reminding me of home as I nibble on my pumpkin chip cookie and sing along. So today, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question 1. Consider with me this idea of rhythms that tether us to Jesus. What does that look like in your life? possible you are participating in more rhythms than you realize and simply need to take note and name them as such. Or maybe it would be helpful to ask Jesus if there is a new rhythm he is inviting you to engage with. And question two, what would it be like to imagine Jesus with you today as you do the dishes? make the bed, read the Bible, drive to work. And since we know that he truly is present with us, notice if the awareness of his presence shifts anything within you as you go about your day. Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Psalm 23, one through four. I'm reading them from the message translation. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, your presence is a gift. We don't want to miss it as we go about our everyday lives. Would you help us to pay attention? And would you give us an imagination for the kinds of rhythms that will keep us centered, tethered to you? It's in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of me when I'm free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week You can find me at Kaylee Eret on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeEret.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.